When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to The Last Word on Spurs. We hope you're keeping safe and well out there. If you're listening to the show for the very first time, you can find us across a range of different audio platforms. We are on Audioboom, Spotify, iTunes. We're on Deezer, pretty much every audio app you can imagine. Last Word on Spurs, you'll find us on there. We're on Twitter at Last Word on Spurs. We're on Facebook and Instagram too. And we are here bringing you yet another transfer special during this January window. I think it's fair to say it's been quite thin the ground at the moment with Tottenham news. But as we approach the last week or so, you do get a feeling that inevitably stuff is hotting up. Maybe not in the direction that we want, but I'm pleased to welcome back alongside me, of course, Jamie from the Daily Hotspur. Jay, how are you firstly? Yeah, very good. Thank you. And I hope all the listeners are doing well too. And yeah, really looking forward to this show, another transfer show. And uh, I do love some transfers, so I'm looking forward to it. Both, that's like both of us, Jamie. And it's fair to say we've been relentless this window. We brought you Alistair Gold at the very start. We had Fabrizio Romano last week. And now we've got, back on the show, the wonderful Sky Sports very own Lyle Thomas joins us. Lyle, how are you? I'm uh, good, thank you. Yeah, good. Working working hard, working away on the transfer window. Um, obviously, yeah, stuck at home like most people at the moment, working working from the... the the home office that I've set up and uh, yes, it's uh, well a little bit more comfortable uh, than perhaps the, the newsroom is a little bit at times. So I can make a quicker cup of coffee myself and uh, you know, <laughs> more, more options for, for dinner and lunch that I can make myself than normal as well. So as it's, it has its perks, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. And I hope you guys are too. And I uh, hope, hope the podcast has been going well so far this window. Yeah, I mean, like I say, fair to say at the moment, Lyle, it's been, um, I feel like we've used all our credit up in the summer, really, in terms of transfers. We uh, got, obviously... Yeah, there was a lot of credit, wasn't there, in the summer? There's plenty of deals done, plenty to talk about, not so much this time, I don't think. Exactly, I think uh, now it is... It's not a great way to kick things off, is it, to say that, but... (laughs) I mean, kind of, that's the spoiler right there. Expect loads to come in this next hour now from Lyle on the back of that line. But um, Yeah, we can end it now. (laughs) (laughs) Let's cut. Lyle, I mean... Talking about this January transfer window, I mean, although January normally is quite a hard month to complete deals for many due to kind of big fees and a lack of available players, some Premier League sides have spent eye-watering fees in the past. However, it does feel now that could all change, specifically this window, because of the limited money due to COVID. I mean, how has the global pandemic, do you feel, affected the club's spending this month and generally in the Premier League and across the world? 
well, it's impacted things significantly. I mean, across right across football, right across the game. Um, you know, um, clubs clubs revenue streams have been severely hindered and hurt by by what's been happening, especially those clubs who rely on you know the stadiums the most and and fans and bums on seats at, at matches and and you know, the the gate gate revenues and things like that. So, you know, Tottenham obviously built a stadium with that in mind to for for, for the stadium to be the sort of the sole revenue stream to to for, to make the club um, self-sustainable. So obviously it's impacted them significantly as well. Um, so uh, so far as the transfer window is concerned, I mean, it, it did impact things a little bit in the summer, but I think, um, you know, given that the, the impact, the, sorry, the pandemic was still a little bit new and a little bit fresh uh, when the summer transfer window was going on, I think clubs had a little bit more money to play with and that they probably hoped that um, they would get fans back into stadiums, which obviously they did a little bit um, at the, at the sort of the end of the autumn, beginning of the winter, they thought that hopefully that that might bring in some more revenue. But this new variant has come in and 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 you know stopped all that from happening and, and hurt the revenue streams again. And I think that shows in the window that we've had so far. I mean, it's been a very quiet window. Um, there's not been many deals done at all across the board. You know, most clubs don't really have any money to play with, um, and many many teams um, have. You know, have too many players in their squads to begin with anyway. You know, there's quite, if you look around, there's quite a lot of, um, I should say, big names or, you know, household names that are not playing at their clubs or even worse than that, are not even in, weren't even named in the squads at their clubs um, in the beginning of the season and haven't been playing at all. Um, and even players in this situation are finding it hard to get out because, you know, the kind of money that their current clubs feel that they're worth um, is not, the kind of money that clubs have to pay them to get these players out. So, you know, there's lots of uh, quite inventive loan deals being discussed and done at the moment, which would see players come in on the short term. And um, obviously, you know, clubs look to pay for permanent deals further down the line when they hopefully have more money in. But again, that's, you know, that's tricky business because it's hard to agree something. It's hard to agree to something down the line when the pandemic by its very nature is uncertain. You don't know when, you know, when it's going to, when, when lockdowns are going to be lifted or when uh, you know, restrictions on, on fans and stadiums is going to be lifted or how long really this is going to go on for. So I think that's really, really evident in, in, in the lack of business that we've seen so far. Now, obviously, with the exception of, of maybe last January, obviously Spurs are a club who typically leave their business maybe until later on in the window. So uh, obviously now we're entering the final two weeks of the window. So it'll kind of be really interesting to get your take on maybe what Spurs' priorities are um, in the last two weeks of the window. Well, I think the priorities are still really what they have been, you know, through the window so far. Um, you know, there hasn't been a lot of activity at Tottenham really at all. Um I mentioned before that there are clubs with, with, you know, bloated squads or at least uh, with with players on the periphery of things that aren't aren't getting games, aren't playing that you know need to get out and want to leave. And Spurs are no different. They've obviously got a few of those. Um, Paolo Gazzaniga and Danny Rose are obviously are two names in particular that that Spurs have been open to offers for. So they still find themselves at the club. So that's still a priority, really. I think as far as um, they're concerned, is to to find homes for for those guys. Um, there's been some youngsters, obviously, as well that have uh, you know needed to get out and get more game time as well. We've seen a couple of those go out already. You know, players like Jack Clark, Harvey White today, um, and there might be one more, one or two more of those that um, that get out on loan for more games. So I think that's really been the priority. And 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 also there's been some question marks over some some more, um, 
don't know if you can call them fringe players, but you know, players players that would normally be seen as key first team players, players like Deli Ali and Harry Winks. You know, there's been some some talk about their futures, and I think the priority so far has been you know fending off any interest really in in getting those players out of Tottenham and uh, and playing elsewhere. Um, you know, they're both both players that that Spurs want to keep um, at least for the rest of the season, and the players that that the club feel are, are very important and very integral and and key to the key to the first team and key to the club in general, really. So, you know, that's, that's really the state of play as I see it at the moment. Um, you know, Tottenham, like most clubs, need to sell to buy. So I think, you know, signing any player permanently this month is 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 unlikely. I mean, you look around the squad and, and, and where, they get, where the, the holes are and there aren't really any obvious holes. I mean, you, you touched on it before that a lot of business was done in the summer. So the squad looks pretty good. Uh, when everybody's fit, especially there are lots of lots of options, lots of choices. Um, so yeah, it's really only um, you know if anybody was to leave um, loan or permanently that perhaps a, a gap would open up for for someone else to come in. But I'm not aware that any anything like that is close to happening at the moment. All right, so Spurs obviously haven't done a huge in terms of outgoings at the moment. I think we've seen a couple of players go out on loan. I think we saw Jack Clark, of course, go to Stoke. Um, Harvey White as he went to Portsmouth but now obviously there is a big uh, player who's potentially being touted to leaving the club this month and that's Deli Ali. Um, so it'll be definitely interesting to get your understanding of that situation and maybe whether Paris Saint-Germain obviously the kind of the destination that's really being strongly talked about is that the only destination where Deli Ali has been linked to this this summer uh, this uh, month? Well the situation as I understand it um, with Ali at the moment is there's nothing close to happening right now um, I think the first thing to say is that Spurs want to keep Ali. They expect him to stay and fight for his place and, and believe he can still have an impact for them uh, if he can re- rediscover his best form again. So, um, you know, obviously from Ali's point of view, he's not happy that he isn't playing. I think he cuts quite a disgruntled figure at the moment if you if you look at the pictures of him that emerged recently. Um, so he needs to be playing regularly somewhere, especially with the Euros coming up. I think that's obviously what he wants to happen. Um, and perhaps, you know, a change of scenery would be would give him give him the new lease of life that he needs. Um, but as far as your question, uh, PSG, uh, yeah, the only option for him that I'm aware of this window. Um, he had he had interest from both the Milan clubs last summer, but I'm not aware that that interest has been revived this time. Um, I mean, I think there's a lot of putting two and two together and making five going on, I think, at the moment, obviously, with Pochettino going into PSG. Um, I mean, PSG do like Ali. They were interested last summer before Pochettino was there. Um, but I think a lot still has to happen for you know this move to to materialise. This potential move, I should say, um, has to to materialise before before the deadline. If if Ali was to leave the club, what would what what potentially kind of deal would Spurs be looking to do though? Would it be maybe a loan deal or a permanent deal? Is that something that you can ever see happening? What kind of deals would Spurs do for Delhi? Well, I, I don't. Um, I don't know what a deal they, they would they would do for Delhi. To be honest, because, like I said before, he still they still see him as a as a as a player for them. They still see him as somebody who who should be part of the squad and fighting for his place, and you know a, a, a Tottenham player. So I don't think they've they've probably decided what kind of deal they would do for him. To be honest, it's weird though, Lyle, isn't it? Just to finish up on Delhi because of the lack of first team football he's had, and it appears again. I'm only this is only me saying this that there appears to be a breakdown in the relationship there with Jose Mourinho, you can't quite imagine that we're going to get to the end of the window and the player's still going to be here because he's not getting first-team football and he can't be happy about that. Surely it must be very difficult to see a situation while at the moment nothing's close. Do you envisage 
Ali still being here despite a real lack of first team football at the moment with Jose? I do envisage him still being being there, yeah, because of because of what I just said about the club's stance on the player. Mm. Um, and like I said before, I'm not aware of you know a, a really dreadful breakdown in the right, relationship okay. between the manager and the and the player. I mean, I think you know the situation really is is simply that Deli Ali is not not um, rediscovered his 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 best form. You know, he's not mm. he's not currently the player that he has been before, and therefore he's not been in the team. Simple as that. You know, there are other players that are playing playing better so you know I can envisage a scenario where Dali, Dali Ali stays and, and continues to fight for his place right. um, mm. and you know Tottenham are only really one or two injuries away either from needing him yep. you know if you if you know they're supposed to be competing you know for the top four positions you know or even having a go at the title this year and um, you know given given uh, the, the start of the season they've had and also still in all trophy competitions so they're going to need all their players and they're going to need players, especially like Deli Ali, because he's a quality player that could come in and, and make an impact. Um, I totally agree, Lol. I just hope Mourinho sees what you, well, what you say there. I mean, I, it's just so bizarre that, you know, you mentioned there about the injuries we have had this season. Despite there being injuries, Deli still hasn't really been given the opportunities. That's what's been so baffling and frustrating. You know, even the last couple of games with terms of substitutions that we've had, you would imagine we're chasing the game, we're 1-0 down. How is Deli not coming off the bench? How is he not getting the opportunity um, I very much hope, though, if he's still a Tottenham player at the end of this window, that we do use him and that we do discover his touch. If we're just sticking on um, this kind of subject, you mentioned him a second ago, Christian Eriksen. He's been linked, again, back to Tottenham, a sensational move where you feel what's being reported is you have Eriksen replacing Delhi. It's, it's so, so bizarre. Can you give us your understanding as to how far Spurs are advanced with Christian Eriksen about a sensational return? Yeah, well, we, we've we been reporting that it's something that's been been mooted, but it's not gone any further than that at this stage. Um, I mean, Eriksen just wants to get out of Inter Milan at the moment, I think, and go on loan somewhere because things haven't gone well for him at Inter at all since he moved there. Um, just, I mean, despite this, the, the protracted nature of his exit from Tottenham, uh, I think he still still has an affinity with the club, so perhaps you, you know, similar to to Ali, he needs a a new lease of life somewhere, and 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 perhaps Spurs a short term return to Spurs could be the re- revitalization that he needs. Um, I think Spurs might be open to it in the right circumstances, but but you know there are issues like his his wages are very very high, you I know, mean, much higher than he was on it before at Spurs, and Inter apparently want a loan fee for him as well. Um, I was told actually earlier in the window and, and reported this that, that that Mauricio Pochettino really wants him at PSG, um, but I've been told more recently that that, that won't be happening. Um, but I think if 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 this one is to ha- is to happen, um, I think if Spurs are to let Ali go, they certainly need a replacement ready to come in, um, and Eriksson does fit the bill in terms of the profile. You know, if if a deal deal suits everyone. But as I said with with Ali, I think there's still a lot that has to happen for for you know the scenario of Ali moving out and Ericsson moving in is to actually transpire before before the deadline next week. Now, Lowell, you mentioned him earlier. Uh, one player who I think the club and he'll also maybe be hoping he gets a move is Danny Rose. He's not part at all of Jose Mourinho's first team plans, and I think for his own career, for his own sake, for Spurs' sake, I think he needs to depart to get his career back on track. I mean, he's out of contract in the summer, run lightly now to get a decent fee for him now anyway. Do you see Danny Rose finally leaving Tottenham in the coming days? It's possible, 
Yes. Um, well, yeah, again, it's, just, it's been as possible as it was in the previous windows. Um, it's really much, again, down to, to where Danny will go and where he wants to play. I mean, I think only Danny really knows his mind and where he wants to play. I know that Trabs on Spore in Turkey really, really want to sign him. Um, they're very keen on that. Whether Danny's as keen on that or not, I, uh, I'm not so sure. Um, there's been rumours of some interest in West Brom as well, but that's not concrete. Um, and they have other, other priorities in other areas of the field. So, you know, the left, signing a left back for them is not, um, is not, not high on the agenda for, for West Brom. So um, it's, uh, it's possible. And obviously Tottenham are quite keen to, to, to get him out there. He's not, not been in the squad. He's not been involved at all. You know, it, 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 your, your questions and, and inferences about Deli Ali before, I think I'm, I'm probably more applied to, to Danny Rose in terms of a player who really actually does not have a future at Tottenham. He's obviously, he's obviously one. Yeah, that's really sad to hear that there's no more interest in, uh, at Milan or any of those clubs, which is uh, quite a shame. But anyway, obviously another player that potentially could leave uh, Spurs this this, uh, this month, and of course he's not been in the squad as, uh, like Danny Rose and not been in the Europa League squad, is Paolo Gazzaniga. I'm sure he'll be a name that might kind of dominate the headlines uh, in terms of Spurs this month. Is he a player that we might see depart Spurs? Do you think that that's one that might happen? Yeah, another possible. He can, he can he's been allowed to find another club and speak to other clubs about um, about a move away. Like you said, obviously he's not been playing. He's fallen behind Joe Hart now in the in in the, in the pecking order to play in goal. Um, and he's obviously at an age where he needs to be playing playing regularly somewhere. So yeah, he can go. Um, I'm not aware that he's found a solution yet. That he's found another club um, or anything's you know lined up or close to happening at the moment. But yeah, definitely one we can see see leave before the end of the window. Sticking. On goalkeepers, Lyle, there was rumours upon Maurizio Pochettino taking charge of Paris Saint-Germain. Again, two and two putting together, and you get the answer of five, of Hugo Lloris potentially linking up with Maurizio Pochettino. I mean, again, there's been reports out that Lloris has rejected um, a new deal at Tottenham at the moment. I mean, again, from where they're coming from, the sources, I wouldn't say they're, they're strong sources, certainly not of Sky Sports. Can you give us an indication as to Lloris' long-term future and whether, as Spurs fans, we should be concerned at all? I mean, in the short term, I wouldn't say people need to be concerned. I mean, it's not anything that's going to be sorted this month. But obviously, his contract um, issue of his contract is is kind of coming up. You know, he's he's into the final eighteen months of his deal, um, and if you know if he doesn't want to agree a new one, I'm not aware that he, whether he does or he doesn't at the moment. But if if he he didn't want to agree a new one, or even indeed if 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 Spurs were also looking to to make a change there, then then this summer with 12 months left would be the kind of time that you would do that, obviously, if you want to get a fee for him in the summer. Yeah, you you know, you hit the hell on the net in terms of two and two making five. Obviously, Pochettino's gone into PSG. Hugo Lloris is the France France goalkeeper. Um, he was Pochettino's captain. You know, they're very cl- they were very close at Tottenham, got on very well and um, formed a, a really good partnership together. So, you know, there's the obvious links there that he could he could uh, he could go there, but but like I said, not something that, um, that that's on the agenda this month. Um, so yeah, you know, it's hard for me to really say anything about about any reports out there about you know goalkeepers that co- could come in. I mean, Spurs have obviously been tracking you know a number of goalkeepers over the last couple of couple of seasons. Anyway, goalkeeper, you know, the goalkeeper department has been a been an, an issue that they've had to look at, um, and hence the signing of Joe Hart last summer. Um, but yeah, like I said, not not, not on the agenda this month. No, it's actually one of the questions we had actually in here. I listened to a question. It's not me. The guy's name is Rico. <laughs> he says, okay. Are we, are we, hi, Rico. Hi, Rico. He says, are we marking 
any goalkeepers in the near future? By obviously what you're saying at the moment there, um, is there anyone at the moment in mind Spurs are, are looking at at all? I, d- I don't know of any, you know, mm. they're, not, they're not in a situation where yeah. they would need to be identifying targets for that position at the yeah. moment. So, so it wouldn't have crossed my path um, at the moment. But, you know, obviously like all positions, they'll be tracking tracking options and building lists as any, as any top club that does their due diligence will do. Now, obviously, at the start of the month, Jose Mourinho mentioned that he wasn't expecting much business, if none at all. And that kind of looks like that is maybe ringing true. Um, now, obviously, Spurs do have a big issue in terms of bringing new players in. We see the Europa League squad. We've seen uh, Joe Roden already missing out. We've seen Jetson Fernandez and Paolo Gazaniga not able to get into the squad either because of the homegrown restrictions. So is that something that's kind of restricting Spurs from being able to bring uh, new players in this month? How much of an impact is that having? Well, I th- I th- it's obviously something to, they have to think about if they're going to make any changes in any positions or, or in the squad in general. But I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily restricting them. I mean, we we talked about at the top of the show what's what's restricting them, and that is, you know, um, the, the, the pandemic, the financial hit of the pandemic, and the hit on 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 the transfer market in general of the pandemic. That you know, there's not really a market there for for a lot of players. Um, you know, you named a number of players there that didn't didn't make the squad, so. Really, the issue is they'd have to move these players out to make space for any new players, let alone make you know uh, making any space for whether they're homegrown or 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 not homegrown. So it's obviously something to th- to, to think about, but no, I I wouldn't say it's a it's it's like a uh, whatever you call it. You described it as restricting them. I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say that at the moment. Okay, well we're going to go for a very quick break. When we return, I think it's fair to say we've got lots of names to chuck at Lyle that have been linked to Tottenham. As you can tell at the moment, it doesn't seem there is much going on in terms of Tottenham Hotspur's incomings. But listen, maybe these players are ones for the summer, so do not go anywhere. We're going to be back after this very, very short break. Hello and welcome back to the second half of the last word on Spurs. January transfer window, quiet January transfer window to be fair. I think, as I said, we used up all of our credit in the summer. So let's crack back on. We've had some names mentioned, of course, as always. So we'll just throw these at Lowell. Lol, South Korean defender Kim Min Jae. I think we discussed his availability over the summer. Um, again, that name has cropped back up. Do you know if Spurs have got any interest in him at the moment or with a view to the summer at all? Obviously, I think he's a companion of Hyun Min Son in the international team. Anything you can tell us on Kim Min Jae? Well, yes, he's, I mean, he's been on the list. I mean, we said that in the, I think we talked about it in the summer, didn't we? He's, he's one they inquired about in the summer, very early in the summer. Um, Nicknamed the monster, I think, isn't he, or something like that? He's a uh, yeah, big, very big, tall, commanding centre half. Um, yeah, really uh, been really good for South Korea's team. Um, but no, yeah, they inquired about him in the summer. But the situation with him in the summer is that he he kind of um, uh, what's the way? What's the best way to describe it? He kind of well spoiled his own chances of leaving. Really, I think, by apparently by by uh, offending the hierarchy at Beijing Guan. Um, so he he was he'd been back in South Korea um, and was due to return to China to return to to resume training. I think when when um, when the restrictions were lifted and they were able to start training again after when the pandemic had uh, had reached that sort of summer summer lull. Um, and he, apparently he came back late and and came back stating that he was quite keen to leave and um, it didn't go down very well at at, uh, at, the, at Beijing Guan and. Um, you know they don't take kindly to things like that. I think um, over there, and they're, they're they're a lot more, shall we say, firm and strict about their 
their stances on these sorts of issues. And, and so what I was told is that he, at that point he had to stay and he had to play and his, uh, his, his valuation had significantly increased by them at that point. So that, that went away and it never really came back. Um, I'm not aware of it being back on the agenda um, at the moment. Um, obviously they signed Joe Rodon in the summer as well. Um, but um, he's been on the list and one they one they they'd like. Now a player who's been really strongly linked uh, kind of this month and potentially maybe a deal that could be done in the summer is RB Leipzig midfielder uh, Marcel Savitza. Um, as I said, it does sound like it could be a very difficult deal to do this month. It, do you have any understanding of maybe that's that's one that could get done this month or is that something we might happen see happen in the summer if it does happen? Well, he's another one they like, um, but it, it will, if he was to move from RB Leipzig, it would, it would be the summer. You know, as I said before, you know, Tottenham need to sell to buy. You know, there's, no, there's no space for him in the squad at the moment. Um, and also, uh, yeah, a deal like that is, is a lot more difficult to do and a lot more expensive in halfway through the season in January than it would be in the, in the summer. But yeah, again, another one that, that, that is liked. And Lyle, another name, uh, always another name with us, always another name, yeah. Stuttgart winger Nicolas Gonzalez. There are reports okay. that Spurs, but report, I say reports that good player. in talks yeah, good with player. Stuttgart winger. Anything there at all? You know, like you said there, very good player, um, very well respected as well in the Bundesliga. Have you heard mm. anything regards to possible Spurs interest maybe in the summer? Well, yeah, the same really, That some someone that they like and, and made a few uh, inquiries for, I think. Um, but, Nothing further at this stage, uh, and again, he's he's somebody that's more likely to to move in the summer if he's gonna if he's gonna leave where he is. Um, I mean, obviously, this kind of ties into to the Gareth Bale situation a little bit. I think, um, which you know, the jury's still out on Gareth Bale, um, and whether Tottenham are gonna need to go out and sign a, another winger in the summer. Um, but yeah, Gonzalez, good player. I like him. I like him a lot from what I've seen of him. Mm. Now, now, one name that really dominated kind of the headlines of Spurs last summer in terms of incomings was Milan Skriniar. Um, now, obviously, Inter Man, he looks like maybe he's got back into the fold there. Is that a player that Spurs might ever try and return for, um, maybe potentially in next summer? Well, I know that um, the centre-back position is, is, is kind of still a priority that, um, that they're looking at at Spurs, sort of, sort of more, you know, more medium to long term. Um, even though they signed Joe Rodon last year, I've been told you know multiple times that they still want to sign another top centre back. And I think if you look at the issues that they have had this season, they have been around centre back really, and there's been some question marks over there. I mean, obviously Toby Alderweireld is is um, still still a top centre half in my opinion, but I think you know Dyer has only really shown at times that he can also be a top centre half. Uh, the consistency's not quite been there from him him yet, and I think. Again, in my opinion, there's some question marks over Davinson Sanchez as well, and whether he's really at the level that Tottenham need need uh, to to kind of push on and, and 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 go and win a title and go and win some trophies. So, Skriniar is a is a top defender. He's he's all, you know he's naturally going to be somebody that Tottenham have a serious look at because because he's a he's a top defender. Um, you know, I I was told that he was one that Manchester City seriously looked at a few years ago before signing uh, Laporte. Um, for example. So I could definitely see Tottenham revisit that one in the future when they want to and when they've got the financials to go out and sign a top centre half. Um, yeah, there's, I mean, there's, there's, there's a few others around as well. I mean, I know they like Ozan Kabak at Schalke um, as well. He's another very commanding physical 
presence at centre half. Um, but again, that that interest was back in the summer. I'm not aware that it's been renewed this month. Um, I think there's Eder Militao as well. It's been mentioned, hasn't he? Um, at Real Madrid, um, you know, another 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 player with good pedigree at centre half. Not really realised his potential. I don't think at Real Madrid yet. He was great at Porto for a season. Um, so you know, there's obviously links with Mourinho there and um, and what have you. So yeah, I think the centre back issue is something that that will be looked at more closely in the in the summer. I mean, there doesn't seem to be any real desperate need now and to go out and buy a top centre-half in January is very hard. I mean, do you think, then, Lowell, is there any way we might see a centre-back this month? Do you think that's, I mean, it's, I know, like you say, their Spurs, their, their situation at the moment is they've got to sell before they can buy. If we do see a couple of go out, do you think there's any way in which they bring a centre-back in? Because at the moment, what's been so bizarre is that Alderweireld's found, him, well, found himself on the fringes of the team recently. Eric Dyer, like you say there, despite him being a prominent feature now in that defence, he's not always at that command, especially aerially as well as Alderweireld. It feels that like Spurs may need to cut the centre-backs, should I say, maybe in the summer and moving forward. Do you think there's any chance at all of, let's say, one of those names we've mentioned being a late January arrival? No, I don't think so in January. I mean, like I said, they've got to move players out to bring any in. Who's going to come in and sign, you know, Davinson Sanchez or Eric Dyer at this point for, no, you know, 40, yeah. 50, 60 million quid? It's yeah. not going to, it's not going to, it's not going to happen. We're trying so hard to get, we're trying so hard to get a signing here. We really, really are. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's obviously, uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a difficult window, difficult It'd window be, for all, con- all concerned. Yeah. It'd be quite interesting to know maybe whether Spurs might look to another area of the squad. Would they, would they at all kick some? So kick someone out the squad, but would they maybe move someone out the squad, maybe another area, if they really saw a top centre-back that maybe suddenly became available? I know there was talk, as you mentioned, about Edda Militao potentially being available for a loan. So if a deal like that came about, would Spurs maybe look to move up, move out the squad another player? Is that something that might happen? Well, I mean, if you loan Edda Militao, for example, then you know he's going to have to come in and play, which means that Davinson Sanchez isn't going to play or... or or Eric Dyer isn't going to play, or Toby Alvaro isn't going to play. And I'm not aware that there are any options for, for those guys to move out on loan either. I mean, uh, I don't think there are any loans mooted for, for Tanganga or Ro- and, and Rodon either. You know, they, they need to really develop and under Mourinho um, in the situations that they're in at the moment. So I think, yeah, I know you're trying to squeeze, trying to squeeze something out of this window, guys, but I don't, I don't see it happening. Yeah, so obviously Bale, he's had a difficult time since he's arrived at Spurs. We saw him again on the bench against Sheffield United, and I think he's only played just under 600 minutes, so he's not really played a lot of football, really, for Spurs. And maybe you could argue that his impact at Spurs has really been minimal. Do you kind of see maybe him kicking on in the second half of this season? Is there a confidence at the club that he might eventually come good and have some sort of impact uh, in, in the second half of the season? Well, I think he needs to get fit again, firstly, for that for that to happen. Uh, I mean, he's made all the right noises about being being you know really happy to be back and rediscovering his love for the game and you know feeling the fittest that he's ever felt or certainly the fittest that he's felt for quite a long time. I think he he said he said that too. But he, I personally, I think he's been a disappointment. Um, I think he he hasn't made any kind of the impact that that people were hoping for, um, and I think he hasn't really that made that much of an impact on the pitch. Um, at all, in my opinion. Um, I think his return to the club generally gave everyone a lift in the beginning. It was bound to happen. And 
you know that 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 kind of a that cut that kind of an impact psychological impact shouldn't be understated because his impact in the dressing room and, and giving everybody a lift in that way and also just giving the, gen, the club in general a, a feeling of positivity and you know this is the kind of player we can get and we're gonna you know we're gonna go for it um was a really good thing but i think that that sort of honeymoon period's over now and he's really got to start doing it on the pitch um and and you know scoring some goals and making the difference between tottenham you know drawing one one all against fulham at home and winning a game like that you can know I, comfortably can I ask you, Lars, so. on that point on bail many fans we listen to this thinking well hold on he needs to be given the opportunity to start games is there a reluctance from Jose Mourinho to give him more minutes? Do we know really what's going on behind the scenes? Is it more to do with Bale and there being a bit more precaution of him because of his injuries in the past? Do we know really where this lack of minutes are coming from? Is it coming from the player not being fit enough or is it coming more from Jose Mourinho really at the moment not giving Gareth the opportunity to play more? Do we know? Well, I mean, he has some, he has some ongoing fitness um, issues, I think, um... You know, given his age and, uh, and uh, you know, he, he's a little bit susceptible, I think, to to some injuries. He's got a calf problem, I think, at the moment, hasn't he? Um, but I think if you just have to look at what he's done on the pitch so far, I mean, he he hasn't really done anything outstanding in my from what I've seen. And and I think Mourinho has shown that really you have to you have to prove it on the pitch. You have to show you have to show it on the pitch, or he'll either not play you in the next game, or he'll whip you off at half time. You know, or, or or early in the second half, if you're not you're not cutting the mustard. I mean, you know, they they've won Europa League games, and Mourinho has still been dissatisfied with the performances and 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 brought players off, you know, fringe players that haven't been getting games and have needed to prove themselves in those kinds of fixtures and haven't done. So, you know, you said that Tottenham fans might say, "Hang on, he's not being given a chance," but has he really shown on the pitch so far that he's that he merits one? I'd say, that, like I said before, the jury's still out on that. Nice, no, fair. So do you see in any way, do you think, uh, from your personal opinion, will he still be a Spurs player come the start of next season? Or is that too early to say at the moment? Yeah, far too early to say. Um, he needs to do a lot more on the pitch, I think, to show Tottenham that he would be worth trying to do another deal for. Um, certainly financially, trying to do a permanent deal for him in, in this summer would still be would be a significant outlay. Um, you know, a loan is expensive enough, but a permanent deal for him would be even even greater. So, I mean, you look at the, what he's shown so far and you think, is it worth it? I mean, put, putting the romance aside, putting, putting the, the fact that it's Bale and Bale's history with Tottenham, putting that completely aside and thinking about it shrewdly, is he worth it? Well, so if, far, I don't, if he wasn't I don't Gareth Bale, then we'd be obviously. I think. Well, I think fans even now with Gareth Bale being here, I think some are frustrated by again. Um, I think it's a good point. I think if you looked at if yeah. you looked at it in, in a completely uh, you know another way, and mm. just kind of forget forget the name and the history for a while, and yeah. look at actually the performance on the pitch. If Bale was a new signing, if oh, this was a new yeah, player that had come in, he'd be gutted. Yeah, you'd be gutted. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you'd be thinking, well, this is a disappointment. This is you know this is somebody who's you know who we've wasted we've wasted some some money on or something. So um, there's a, there needs to be a lot more to come from Bale yep. between now and the end of the season, I think, for, for that to be a, a serious goer in the summer and, you know, any chances of being here again next season. Now, obviously, two players that definitely are performing on the pitch at the moment are Harry Kane and Shungmin Son. Now, there was talk of maybe both of them being offered new contracts, but then there were counter-reports coming out and saying that Spurs 
had kind of postponed those um, those contract talks um, due to obviously the impact of the coronavirus and the, the financial impact that's had. Um, is that something that maybe Spurs should be worried about, that Spurs are kind of postponing these talks? Or do you kind of expect these these two players to, to sign new deals for Spurs eventually? Well, I think given the, the length of this, that's left still on their current contracts, it's not something that people need to be worried about per se at the moment. I don't think so. I mean, I think Spurs would like to to um, to do new ones, new deals for them. But like you said, the, the, the financial situation as it is at the moment just prevents that from happening. So... Um, I don't think it's something that people need to be worried about. I mean, you know, Kane's future came up in the, in the summer quite significantly due to due to the season that Tottenham had had, and um, and you know, Spurs were sort of I, I guess we're a little bit in limbo because of the way the season had gone in the beginning with Pochettino and also with Mourinho that there were still some very evident problems there. But I think Mourinho was you know really revitalized things at Tottenham and put a, certainly put a, a, an attitude and a mentality in there that's been different and has been lacking from Tottenham and a, a kind of a steeliness, you know, um, that's been lacking for Tottenham for, for a while. So I think as far as being worried about Kane and, and Son, I think Spurs are in a very good position this season to, to really achieve something. You know, they're obviously in a good position in, in all the trophies, good position in the league, competing for the title. I think if they get a trophy in the bag and you know really have a uh, a good shot at the title or top places in the second half of the season and certainly get Champions League football sorted for next season, I think um, I think Kane, your Canes and Sons and of the world would see that Spurs are going in the direction that they want to go in. So um, I don't think it's something that that uh, people should be concerned about. Cool. I mean, I imagine Lara gets one of the things in it once the, once the vaccine is here we're in a position where that will hopefully just accelerate life in general, football in general. Uh, obviously, stuff will start happening. You know, this is the thing yeah, at the moment we feel like... people can make plans then. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's quite a... Again, I was, going to, I was actually going to mention when we were talking about yep. uh, the frustrations that players have of not being able to get out. I mean, actually, you know, football players are, 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 can, should be, or should be, or are in, in very much the same situation as the rest of us, really. I mean, the rest of us are sitting at home, probably wondering... Well, certainly, probably fearing for for our, you know, for people fearing for their jobs, but also if they're not fearing for their jobs, they're all, they're, they're probably feeling like they're stagnating somewhat in their in their jobs and in their roles, thinking, you know, what is the future going to hold? What is my job going to look like yeah. when this is all over? I mean, and I guess football players are, are no different, especially if they're not playing. I mean, they're just going to have to be frustrated sitting around and not 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 doing the job that they were doing before as much as the rest of us. You know? This is crazy, isn't it, Lyle? When we sit here, we talk about transfers. I mean, these are people, like I said, we're saying about moving them from one club to another. You know, at the moment, people, they can't leave their homes. They can't leave, you know, it, it's just, I know obviously that's what football is. You know, we live in a world where we come accustomed to it. Obviously, you work in football. We do the podcast. Um, you sometimes, sometimes people forget the, the wider, <laughs> the wider message. Here. You know, everyone's in this predicament where we just don't quite know what's going to happen and how long our life's on hold for, which is hence exactly. the reason why, you know, where we're in this kind of transfer window, there's not much yeah. to know because everyone's kind of waiting and waiting. And it's almost like um, football's yeah. kind of in a way still carried on, yeah. but it certainly isn't the same as what it was before, you know, not having the fans in the stadium and the impact yeah. that makes as well as a business as well. I mean, all clubs yeah. right now, as you mentioned at the very start of the show, they're fearing mm. right now, aren't they? They've got to kind of plan ahead so they can mm. survive in the future. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's very hard to make plans 
in any walk of life really at the moment. Um, and I think there's there's a certain amount of difficulty with the logistics as well at the moment. I think that's impacted the window a little bit. You know, yeah. but, um, you can't you can't get. In, I mean, agents can't even get physically in front of their clients to talk to them yeah. about their futures. You know, they they can only do. I mean, obviously, you can do zo- things via Zoom as we are now, or yeah. via via any of these uh, these digital platforms and what have you. And but I think that only goes that only goes so far. Of course. Of course. Lo, we're going to finish up with a couple of listener questions. Then Jamie's going to ask you about Jose sure. Mourinho and your thoughts on his tenure so far and what's to be expected as its success this season. Right. So Jating sends in a couple of questions. He says, firstly, um, how is Troy Parrott doing? Are there any plans, as far as you're aware, of cutting his loan short and recording him to Tottenham? Well, there are no plans, as far as I know, of bringing him back to to uh, to Tottenham. And you, yeah, I would question, you know why there would be a need to do that. He's not yep. going to get into Tottenham's team. Uh, you know, I think he's playing playing enough at, uh, at Millwall that, that, that there's no, no desperate need to call him back and send him anywhere else. So, um, so no, I was expecting him to stay where he is. OK, and he also asked the question, will Carlos Vinicius still be made permanent or if not, will we have to look for a striker all over again? Bear in mind, it took us about four years to actually go and actually sign an alternative striker. <laughs> I think I think again it will be you know, the jury's still out a little bit maybe perhaps on on on, on Vinicius you know it will yeah. obviously depend on what he does in the in the next part of the campaign yeah um, and then something they will look at in the summer and probably weigh up versus the you know any other potential striker options that come up in the summer as well and whether they think they can get a better deal somewhere else yeah final name we're going to throw at you Lyle. Um this is from Mason at FTBL Mason who says Danny Ings to Tottenham. I mean, we've seen reports over the last couple of days about Danny Ings. Is that a possibility at all? A player that's contract is coming towards an expiry very, very soon. Is that? A and this month, this month, I would say no. But um, he's obviously a player that Tottenham have liked and tracked for a very, very long time. I mean, obviously they tried really, really hard to sign him before he signed for Liverpool. Um, and I was told there was a, a very, very tentative inquiry in the summer. Um, you know, more a case of, you know, just. What is Danny, Ing- Danny Ings' situation? Um, I don't think he went any, went any further than that. Um, but a great player who has done really well at Southampton, who I think would be keen to move back up to another big club if he could. Um, and I think Tottenham would be good good suitors for him. I mean, it depends. I think. You have to also question, though, what the, you know the kind of player that Danny Ings is. I mean, I think he's quite similar to Kane in many ways. I mean, I know Tottenham when they were looking at signing him were looking at some, but you know, Kane had had come through at that point and was was doing really, really well. But he he wasn't kind of Kane, the immovable object as he is now, or as he had become. You know, I think they were looking for another striker that could compete with Kane. You know, somebody that that, that could, could complement him in a way that if Kane wasn't available or fit or had lost some form that. Ings would be a more of a like-for-like replacement, you know. Whereas I think actually Mourinho has shown that he would want a different type of striker, somebody bigger, a bit more of a target man, um, like Vinicius, for example, or like Giroud, as they tried to do on, on loan last January. Um, that kind of player. So I think it also remains to be seen whether you know whether whether Spurs would want to sign somebody, uh, yeah, of Ings's profile, or actually whether they that they would still be looking for somebody slightly different. Yeah, no, just finally, um, obviously Spurs doing very well at the moment. We're only a couple of points off the top of the table. We're sat in fifth place currently. 
Um, obviously, in the League Cup final, we're still in European competition. We're still in the FA Cup. So on the pitch, everything's going very well for Spurs. But it'll be interesting to get kind of your take on what would constitute a, a successful season for Spurs in the, remain, in the remaining few months. Well, I think uh, I kind of touched on it before. I mean, first and, and, and really obviously, finishing in the Champions League places would be <laughs> would be a success given that they missed out on it. Um, you know, becoming a Champions League football team again, I think, is a priority. Um, but a successful season, I think, would also be to to get one of the trophies in the bag. I mean, obviously, Tottenham have not won a trophy in a very long time, and they're in a good position in on all all trophy fronts um, at the moment. And I. Like I said before, I think Mourinho has put a, a mentality in there, an attitude um, that, that that smacks of a team that could win one and that could go all the way and has that kind of steely, steeliness and determination and to go all the way um, in a competition. I mean, I think winning, yeah, in my opinion, I think winning the winning the Europa League would be would be quite a statement for Tottenham. I mean, it gets a, a fair amount of ridicule, especially when you're not in the Europa League. You know, when you're a Champions League team, everybody looks down on the Europa League, but until they're in it again. But it's a very, very hard diff- hard competition to win. Really difficult given the length of it, given, you know, you get so far into it and then the Champions League teams drop down and you have to compete against some of them. And it's a really arduous competition to win. And, and I think it really says a lot about a team when they win it. So... I think that would be a that would be a real statement from Tottenham and and would definitely constitute a successful season. But yeah, finishing finishing Champions League places, having a real go at the top teams, and uh, you know having a, a good go at the, at the title. I mean, if Tottenham get to to the end of March and April and they're still within a shot of the title, I think that'd be really good. Lo, what we're going to ask you as well as you're here is I know some are probably thinking when Jamie's reading out all those great stats there about Spurs being close to the top in the cup competitions. I know some fans still, the brand of football to them, it's still not pleasing enough on the eye. It'd be good to know just kind of the atmosphere around the camp. Is everyone kind of bought into Jose Mourinho, the philosophy? You know, I remember under Poch, you know, we also always used to have you on in the four or five years he was here. Um, During the period before the end, everyone was, you know, loving the atmosphere around the camp. It was a real feel-good vibe. Under Jose, is that how you understand it? Is it is it a good vibe around the camp? Is everyone kind of brought into his mentality and the philosophy he's trying to implement at Tottenham? As far as I know, yes. I mean, I think if you if you're a player that's not playing, um, I think it probably isn't as uh, as a as a pleasurable place to be as you'd like it to be. But for everyone else, um, uh, as far as I know, it, it is. I think you know. It, the, the documentary showed that to an extent, didn't it? I mean, I know it was it was it was deep uh, deemed as a sort of fly on the wall documentary, but you know when you know when you know you're on, when you know you're being filmed, then uh, everyone you know usually likes to to play the best versions of themselves, don't they? Um, and uh, I think there was never going to they were never going to show a documentary of everybody arguing with each other and falling out. Uh, <laughs> but um, I think it is. I think I think what I took from that. Um, and from what I've heard is that Josie is a very likable, a likable guy when you're on the right side of him, and when you when you're when you're one of his guys when you're playing well, you know I, I think he, I think he is. A, he's, he's got a lot of personality, a lot of you know, there's a certain amount of infectiousness I think to his character on both sides, on the positive side, but also on the more of the sort of um, well, he used a very rude word, didn't he, in the uh, uh, in in the documentary of what he wanted yeah. his players to to be. Yeah. And, but and I completely agreed with it when I heard it. I thought, well, that you, you do have to be like like that, you know. You you, know, you do have to have a certain amount of 
let's, let's call it an unforgiving nature. Uh, and I mean, being a bit unforgiving with each other as well as being unforgiving with your opponents. Yeah, what, what um, I took, though, I think I've got to ask you. I see that at Tottenham. What I've got to ask you, though, is on, on what you just said about Mourinho. What I took was one of the things he said in that documentary was that when, well, he we said, when, when you leave this club, you will know when I don't want you here anymore because you will not be in my plans. And to be fair, I think for the moment, he's been very true to his word because Danny Rose, for example, has been completely exiled and hasn't played for the club. Whereas someone like, do I say, Daily Ali, like you gave us the update earlier that as the moment, as things stand as we're recording, there's not much happening with Delhi's situation. Um, for all the case that Delhi hasn't been in the most recent squads, yes, he featured in Marine. Um, if he was so against these players, by what he said himself, they wouldn't be involved in the squads, would they? So, Well, exactly. I mean, Delhi, Delhi was on the bench against Leeds, against yep. Fulham, yep. against uh, Wolves. Mm. Uh, he played against Marine, like you said. He played against Stoke. Yeah. And he was on the bench again for the Brentford game. I mean, don't get you know, so I think I'm sure he's not delighted, but you see where I'm coming from. No, but if yeah. you, I mean, if you look at actually the times that he's not been in the squad, I mean, actually recently he's been in the squad more than not. Yeah. So yeah, what you said is true. It's a case where we will have to see with a week or so of the window to go. Jay, thank you as much as always for coming on. Always a pleasure. No, my pleasure, of course, for coming on. And I always, as I said, I always love talking a bit of transfers. It's a shame that maybe not much is going to happen in the final two weeks, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. Lowell, thank you for coming on, as always, mate, under difficult circumstances. I know it's a tricky, tricky window to try and navigate, to try and cover, especially from a Tottenham perspective. Thank you ever so much, as always, Lowell, for coming on. No problem, no problem. I mean, I think uh, it's, uh, it's still somewhat interesting to talk about these subjects. I think, you know... You have, Hopefully, we'll never have a pandemic again. So, you know, it'd be good to look back and uh, at least, you know, have talked about it a little bit about, you know, the conditions that it has on the market. I mean, I know it's not, yeah, it's not uh, not the great headlines of, uh, of new signings that people might like to hear, but uh, it's an interesting subject. It's been an interesting time to work in. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, uh, I'm, I'm a bit of a, a nerd, a transfer market nerd, really. Uh, you know, I kind of like the, 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 the details of it and the, the the environmental and factors that impact the market and things like that. So I, I, it's been an interesting time for me to to to, to learn how things are, are, are affecting things, even if it means actually less deals being done. Yeah, it's it's just been such a weird, like I say, tw- I mean, we had you on, of course, last summer, as we always do, we have you on the summer in January. It's been such a bizarre, like I say, 12 to 18 months and what we're going for at the moment. I mean, mm. obviously, as everyone, we want life to return back to some form of normality, whatever that may look like. Um, just so we can start to enjoy just life again. And hopefully, like, when, you have, when we have you on in the summer, there'll be plenty more um, names to throw your way and hopefully some signings to do. Exactly. Fantastic. All right. The Cheers. wonderful Lyle Thomas from Sky Sports. Guys, keep safe, Thanks, guys. keep well. And as always, come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.